southern Rhode Island. Chico's Monkey Farm. After a prolonged litigation, we're finally open again. Chico's Monkey Farm. There's a fair amount of paperwork before you get to see a monkey, so allow for extra time. Chico's Monkey Farm. Keep your windows rolled up, cause the monkeys will pry and open, and they're known to strangle kids. Chico's Monkey Farm. Now open pending how it goes. Thank you to our new sponsors. All those years of Monkey Monday finally paying off for us right. as uh, we finally have a new sponsor, Chico's Monkey Farm, joining full, Nugenics. Full disclosure, we get free monkeys from them. Yes, we do. We get to test whenever, out the monkeys before they make it to the farm. Whenever we need a monkey, we can just go pick one up. Yes, which is fantastic. So uh, I will say I've never had fresher bananas in my house yeah. than when I've got the uh, the monkey from Chico's Monkey Farm, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they do. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. And we will start with a, here, take the bell, because we're going to do the stop me when it gets weird. Got it. Because I didn't know how to frame this particular study that they did online, because it's just, the study in and of itself is odd. Yeah, that bell has been through better days. Yeah, it's just kind of gross. But here we go. Here, stop me when it gets weird. All right. So participants in this study completed a two-part, 60-minute survey online, including questions, and then viewing a 10-minute-long video of people engaging in sexual activity. So you answer questions, then 10 minutes of porn comes your way. Because this, of course, you're Oh, I thought about... you said sexual activity. Yeah. Okay. Well, isn't that porn or just... Well, well I mean, it could be other things, <laughs> yeah, I guess. What you call that. Yeah. Uh, results show... Now, here's what happened. Results showed that people are more likely to report being willing to have sex with a robot while experience higher levels of sexual arousal... After viewing the explicit video, participants endorsed being more likely to have an intimate relationship, befriend, and have sex with a robot. There was no significant difference regarding their likelihood to love a robot pre- and post-video. <laughs> okay, I got a question, though. Yes. Are, it's, it says people are more likely, or is it 23-year-old men are more likely? Well, that's the thing, okay. right? The whole, the whole uh, pardon the pun, gist of this... <laughs> Of this particular survey, it said compared to women, men reported higher levels of willingness in regard to having sex with robots and engaging in an intimate relationship with a robot, right. both pre and post viewing the sexually explicit video. But there was no significant gender differences in likeliness of falling in love with or being friends with a robot. Yeah. So after being shown 10 minutes of people doing it, guys are like, I'd put it in a robot. Right. And I think that's, uh, yeah, there, there is that certain age of, I, I don't care what, who, uh, if, it's, if it's a person, if it's a, if it's a device, uh, if it's a cow walking by, you know, I mean, it's, it's, they, just, they just go for anything. Did they give them eugenics before yeah, watching the video? I, probably though? so. But, but what were they expecting to happen, right? Yeah. If you were to just, without making someone go online, answer 60 minutes of questions, watch 10 minutes of sexual activity. Yeah, all cranked if you up. Ju- if you just would go up to random folks, men and women, and say, hey... Would you be more willing to have a sex with a robot? I yeah. guarantee the results would be the same thing, that men would be more willing to do so. Now listen, there's, I don't have a girl in the next room, but there is a, a robot that's willing to do anything you want. Fine. Fine. Just I'll do open it. Open the door. Let's I will go. do it. Let's, let, let's get going. Why would you have to waste people's time? <laughs> what, what was the point of this study? So, yeah, what did we learn from this? I just, just, just that, I mean, I, there, there is that, it is fascinating, fascinating. It's weird that this technology is obviously exists and these sex robots are becoming more and more lifelike and realistic and you do start to go, huh, is this going to be a thing? Um, 
But 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 I want to know. Was it market research? Were I they get, trying I, to figure out if that if if it's a viable product? What I, were they trying to find out? I think that's probably what it was. Was probably research from the sex robot industry of yeah. hey maybe if I can get you charged up and then say by the way to your point you're saying behind this door. You can go ahead and let out some aggression mm-hmm. with the with the robot we have back here. The robot will never say no. No, exactly. So there you go. But to me, it, they, they do these surveys sometimes where we know what the results are going to be already. And then they make it like groundbreaking, like, here's the results. Can you believe it? Yeah, that, that's the result I thought would be. That men would be more dumb and be like, yeah, I'm all uh, charged up. I'm a robot. Be damned. I'm going to do it. Are they going to use these stats like they do in a toothpaste commercial and say nine out of ten men surveyed would screw this robot? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Don't be the weirdo that wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, except for you, sir. Yeah, except for that weirdo I over there. I want nothing to do with that. I think that's weird. Ew. You're weird, sir, for not wanting to do the sexy, sexy robot. After we showed you ten minutes, I hope... Going into that, it wasn't like just out of nowhere. You click on the thing, and like you're taking the questions. Okay, right. okay, boom. Ten minutes of that, and then question, question, question. Did they have a control group of just people watching CNBC just to see? I if hope that, so. You, you know, would have to. Yeah, to I think you'd have things. to, right? Yes, you would have to. Uh, what were the questions leading up to it? And then how did you just after after viewing the ten minutes of sexual activity, were you more or less likely to have yeah. sex with this robot? Because if if. 30 or 40% of the guys watching CNBC would still screw a robot. Um, I think you've got a faulty study there. Yes, you do. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like when they get five people who feel better on a placebo, uh, they, you don't have an effective medicine there. Right, exactly. After watching Jim Cramer for 10 minutes, if you're still willing to do a robot, <laughs> there's something wrong with that particular survey. Uh, moving on, there may be something wrong with this particular individual. Okay. He's got an interesting way of trying to meet women and an interesting fetish about women as well. All right, this comes to us from Dear Prudy. It starts, Dear Prudy, although I myself do not smoke, I have a real fetish for women who smoke. I try to always carry cigarettes with me just in case someone, preferably an attractive female, is looking for one. If not, do you want to start? Yeah, well, this plan worked. A single woman bummed a few cigarettes from me, and now something is developing. Maybe just a friendship, but I'm hoping for more. When she realizes that I don't smoke, however, she'll wonder why I keep cigarettes. Yeah. Would there be any good way to answer this question without scaring her off? So she does smoke. Right. He he carries cigarettes around just to hopefully one day find an attractive woman who smokes because that's his kink. Yeah. And now he's found that woman that he hopes to start something with. But if he goes out on a date and she's like, man, I need a smoke. And he's like, I actually, well, I, I don't. How, he's like, I'm afraid I'm going to scare her off. Right. Did you ever, were you ever in a situation where a woman walks up to you and says, do you happen to have a cigarette? And you wished you did? Not I'm trying to really. think of that. I think, I think that's happened to me where it's like, oh, man. Even, there, even if I had a lighter, I'd be in a good shape right now. But yeah. I, I got nothing for you. There was a rare time back in the day where I did, like, socially smoke. Right. Which was a weird thing to say. Like, I'm a social drinker, but I was a social smoker. Yeah. Because I had a couple of friends that did it and just like, okay, I didn't want to be left at the table in the bar by myself when they had to go outside to smoke. So yeah, I'm that's like, a prop. I get it. Yeah, exactly. But I never carried them around hoping... That there is a situation to arise. So back to this guy's question, yes. though. Uh, it, how, there, does, how does he say to her, I'm not a smoker? Or how does he explain the cigarettes? Without scaring her off. Mm-hmm. That would be a difficult thing to explain of like, 
No, I, I actually don't smoke. I just carry these in case an attractive woman like yourself yeah. were to ask me for a cigarette, and I have them on hand. See, and her biggest concern then would have to be because, you know, sometimes the kink just doesn't satisfy anymore, and you, ha- and you need more. <laughs> what and do, he, I, and he's what just more gonna, do I have to do? He's like, I'm going to walk home with a pack of cigarettes and say, I want you to smoke all of these right now. Instead, he's going to have a carton down his yeah. pants. Oh like, yeah. God. Tell me you would have lung cancer. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that's so hot. Yeah, it's a wheeze while it's oh. happening. Wheeze while it's happening. <laughs> Um, Scream emphysema right now. Uh. (laughs) COPD. COPD. Um, Here's what Prudy had to say in response. (laughs) This is oddly charming in a weird way. It's not a very wholesome habit, obviously, but you don't need me to remind you that smoking isn't healthy. It isn't at all. Better to quit. Everyone who's still at it, please quit at once. But in the meanwhile, it doesn't sound as if you leap across the path of good-looking women to stuff cigarettes in their mouth, which is all to, <laughs> to the good. Uh, you simply lurk around bar entrances and roped-off smoking sections in the hopes that someone attractive will approach you. Hey, want a cigarette? What do you do while you're waiting to be asked for a smoke? Do you pull a cigarette out and pantomime lighting it? Do you pretend to text someone? What are you going to do when everyone is vaping and analog cigarettes are obsolete? <laughs> You have two options, as I see it, both with this particular woman and with other babely furnaces in the future. Well, three, you could quit handing out cigarettes to attractive women, which has to be at the very least expensive to say nothing of the dangers of constant secondhand smoke. This is, I think, your best choice. But if you insist on doling out cigarettes to the women who catch your eye, we're back to two choices. If she asks you about it, and she may not, perhaps she is very self-absorbed, you can gently lie and say that you keep an occasional pack on you to be social or that you've just decided to quit, call it an eccentric, oddly chivalric affection, she might find that plausible, but she might not. That's a lot to try to keep straight, isn't it? I think, I mean, if, if, if this is your kink, if, if, we're, if we're using the clinical definition of a fetish, Correct. which is, I need this thing in order to get off. I can't. Yeah, yeah. in order to find. This has to happen in order for it to be here. There's one thing, it's, it's a difference between, oh, I find that kind of hot and sexy right, right. versus this, I need this to exist in order for me to I, be satisfied. Yeah. I, so, and if that's the, if the second one is the case, if he needs it, he's got to come clean and say, I need you to be a smoker. Otherwise, it seems like he needs it, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it's just something that you find hot, right. do you actively go out and buy the cigarettes to then supply and kind of hang around and hope? Right. Like if if you just find that hot, it's like if you find blondes hotter than brunettes, you don't walk around with bleach in your you know <laughs> hair bleach in your thing, going you know wait right. to be like, oh, right. you need to dye your hair blonde, like. Mm-hmm. That that's where it goes to the next level. So God, I, th- I wish you had mesothelioma right now. <laughs> right. Mm. So that's where this guy's at. I think. <laughs> I think it's the second. It's right. Wrap you in asbestos and do you like nobody's business. Oh man, if you were to smell like menthol more, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I would never find you more attractive than yeah. if you were a pack of cools. Drink this glass of water from Flint. Yeah. So and the but the weird thing is is. If it is that kink, like, and he doesn't smoke, does he enjoy the smoke flavor of making out with a smoke, yeah, too? Yeah, no, I, I got, I I got a lot of questions for this guy. I got a lot of questions for this guy. I think it's all goofed. Yeah. I, th- I think Prudy was very nice to him yeah. in this one, saying it's oddly kind of charming. No, it's not. It's weird. It's super weird, and he just needs to stop with all of it. Yeah, and I couldn't take Prudy's job because I would just respond, get a therapist. I don't know what to do Yeah, I don't know what to do with you. You're, yeah. you're messed up. Yes, yes, you are. And stop hanging around the AA meetings in town <laughs> as well. Uh, next up on the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, instead of walking around with 
pack of cigarettes and your weird kink, maybe try out one of these worst pickup lines ever as heard by bartenders. All right. We will judge these either 12 or 12. had a lines. line? I've never had a line. I don't even know what to. I don't even. I don't even. I feel weird just going, hey, what's going on? Yeah. I, I didn't have. I had zero game. Yeah. I, I think maybe I used a joke line once of the, uh, are you from Tennessee because you're only 10 I see? Jesus Christ. I think I used that joke. <laughs> one, I think I used it as a joke yeah, once. Yeah. And it was. Listen to you. It was just a joke, though. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was using it as a joking fashion. You pointed to the fence and said, watch this. I'm going to knock this one out of the park. Oh, Here I never I never had that kind of confidence, Johnny. <laughs> the fact that I even walk, walked over to the girl, I think it was more of a bet yeah. of like, hey, I'm going to use this terrible pickup line and watch me flame out, and then I get a drink from somebody. So we have bartenders who are observing this happening yes. every day, and here are the worst ones they've heard. Yes. Here's one. The first one says, perhaps the worst pickup line I've ever heard was when some guy said with an air of absurd self-confidence, quote, hey, baby, why don't you come back to my place and we can check out the health foods? (laughs) The woman and I cut each other a look that was priceless, says the bartender. Is that a pickup line even? I don't know what that is. I don't know where that's going. Check out the health foods. (laughs) That's weird. All right, here's a guy that says, goes up to a woman. Uh, you know what the world needs? Girl says, what's that? More half, more half Syrian, half Mexican babies. She was Mexican. He was Syrian. Wow-wee. That's a little forward. Good Lord, man. That's that's pretty awful yeah. right there. Moving on. Once again, 12 worst pickup lines I mean, ever heard by say, bartenders. Hey, I'm interested in you. Let's, you know, maybe we can go fool around a little bit. But to say, let's procreate, I think, is moving a little too fast. A guy wearing a camo shirt, jeans, Timberland boots, and a Bud Light baseball hat while holding a Bud Light was talking to a cute blonde girl at the bar. She asks, so what do you do in life? His response, I hunt, I drink, and I F. He pauses, takes a sip, looks at her and says, but tonight I'm not hunting. Oh my god! Is that a thing that people like? like it's actually a thing that someone did. Did he look in the mirror like De Niro and and say that before he went out that night? How do you come? Yeah. How in the moment do you? I've never had that self. I guess that is supreme self confidence that I have never experienced in my life. I mean, there are guys even as a joke, right? right? Even if someone were to give me a million dollars, say go to a random woman at a bar right. in this awful outfit. And when she asks, what do you no. do, say, I hunt, I drink, and I F. And then take a sip and go, and I'm not hunting tonight. No, I'd say keep your million dollars. Yes, I couldn't do that. Yeah. There'd be no way. I couldn't do that either. Yeah. Uh, here's another terrible pickup line that a bartender uh, overheard. One time I watched this very, very drunk older man approach a woman at my bar and ask her flat out, are you on the pill? <laughs> she was taken aback, but told him no. He told her good because I want to put a baby in you. Oh God! <laughs> what is going on with these people? These are awful. Uh, here's another one. This this one this one's kind of genius, but also not a really good way to start in a relationship. Possibly, guy came into a bar clearly looking distraught. He seemed to be looking around for someone, and his eyes landed on a pretty brunette woman who didn't seem to recognize him. He approached her out of breath and told her. Excuse me, miss, could you please help me look for my dog? I just left him tied up outside, and I have no idea where he is. The woman followed him out, then came back in fuming. Apparently, there was no dog. He just wanted to get a chance to get to her, talk to her alone and ask for her number. Damn. See, I mean, why? if you've got to trick somebody, that's Correct. not going to work. No. 
But it's interesting that there are guys out there who, for them, it's it's really a numbers game. And, True. And look, You're right. That's what pickup lines are, right? You, you, you find the right one who's got seven or eight margaritas down the gullet. Uh She's gonna make a she's gonna make a sloppy mistake and you you score uh-huh. and I think that's I think that's what this is yeah because uh, these are all from bartenders right, right? these are, this isn't something you right. would do at a supermarket like <laughs> although you know with with the way some of these guys are thus far mm-hmm. they probably would do that at a supermarket they probably do. and I'd, I'd be interested in the comments below has a pickup line ever worked like I don't think a meet cute ever starts with well how did you guys get married well you're never going to believe it but he was in a bar with a camel hat and said all I do for a living is hunt drink or f and I thought that was the cutest thing ever but besides that we have a lot in common yes exactly uh the next one is uh there was a mini medieval convention in town where I bartend so on this particular night I walked into a bar full of people in ridiculous outfits from that era I watched one guy approach a woman with a pickup line to the effect of Hey, fair maiden, good morrow. May I kiss your slender wrists? Before she could say no, he already had his mouth on yeah. one of her on one of her wrists. On her wrist? What kind of weirdo? <laughs> I mean, it'd be like a guy checking out someone's creamy shoulders. What? <laughs> Look, shut up. First of all, Kate Baldwin's shoulders are the most magnificent thing. Michelangelo could not have carved shoulders like that. But secondly, <laughs> kissing her wrist, it would be. I think isn't that more? If he went and kissed her on the mouth, it would be less weird <laughs> than kissing, than her, kissing wrist. her wrist. Isn't Not it? even the hand. Yeah. You're right. There's yeah. something. There's something weird about that. Extra weird. Especially coming he under the guise of I'm being chivalrous, right? right. This is from a medieval. Good yeah, morrow. May I yeah. kiss, kiss your I slender mean, wrists? Yeah. And then like just, like not even yeah, the hand, like a, taking the hand to like the forefront, maybe like as fair damsel. That'd be one I thing. Don't know. But like a big old smoocherino on a wrist. That's a weird. Yeah. That's a speaking of kinks. Uh, here's another one. I swear to God, if you ever make fun of her shoulders again, I'm not making fun of her shoulders. Right I'm making fun of just that being the one thing. Uh, a guy once leaned over the bar. Do you hang out around bars with tank tops, yes. hoping to see a, a creamy shoulder? <laughs> just her. Yeah. I just want to, it seems to anybody have any anybody see Kate Baldwin lately? A guy once leaned over the bar and asked me for a glass of ice, then very loudly said, "Please send it to the lady at the end of the bar. She's far too hot." Oh wow. I did not send her to the ice. Couldn't do it, says the bartender. This is stuff you'd expect in the Regal Beagle on Three's Company. Yes, right, exactly. This is stuff you think Larry would be doing on Three's Company. And these bartenders... Are on the love boat. God bless them for not just bursting out in laughter. Uh, here's one. That should be grounds for d- bouncing yeah. him from the, the yeah, bar, yeah. right? That's where you pass it. Okay, you you, you, you got to go. get out of here. Go. Uh, here's one that says, I have the misfortune of working at a bar that's always in the direct line of fire for SantaCon, and each year I get to hear my fill of Christmas-themed pickup lines. The best one I ever witnessed was a guy dressed as an elf telling a girl, it's not true what they say about elves. I'm actually hung like a reindeer. Oh. Gross. Is that an attribute? Yeah, you have jingle balls? I don't right. know what's going on there. Uh, here was one. I was working at a bar in the financial district during college when a man in a suit came in and started talking loudly on his phone about a deal he had just made. He was sitting near two ladies who were trying to ignore him. Finally, he turned to one of them and said, Honey, I know you probably don't normally do this kind of thing, but I just made my company millions, and all I want right now is a celebratory BJ. How much money would it take for you to do that? And the woman told him to F off and should have got thrown out and charged with sexual harassment. Sure, all those things, all the above. Yeah. Uh, Next one, we serve organic liquor and cocktails at the bar I work at. Once this guy asked the girl at the bar if she'd like kale, 
Apparently she did because she smiled and started talking about the kale chip she had made that weekend. He says to her, I thought so because your smile is kaling me. <laughs> Get it? Wow. Your smile is kaling me instead of killing me. Kaling me. Yeah, I know. Stop saying it. I get it. <laughs> She's just thing I've ever it, heard. It gets worse the more you say it. <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't go out that guy just because he doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, if you think that joke's kaling right. me is is your supreme, like, aha. Right. That's uh, not going to go to her. Uh, yeah. Here's one. Remember, these are 12 worst pickup lines ever heard by bartenders. I once watched this cougar. Now, this is a flip. All of these thus far have been guys on girls. Mm-hmm. This one flipping the scenario here. I once watched this cougar try to pick this younger guy up at my bar. He was really built, and she kept touching his body for no reason as they talked, but she was buying him drinks, so he kept humoring her. At one point, I heard her say, I just feel so connected to you. You remind me so much of my son. Ah! Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Out of all we've talked about thus far in this weird episode of the Mike Most Too Good for Radio podcast, that's the weirdest and grossest. Yeah, and he like, grabbed her and did that World War II Times Square kiss, oh, bent her no. over. Yeah. It seems like a, that seems like a family guy cutaway <laughs> right there. Uh, finally, the last one, a seemingly normal gentleman walked up to a girl at the bar and asked to borrow her phone. She asked why. And he said, "I need to call my mom and let her know I've met. I know I've met her future daughter-in-law. Oof. I bought him a shot to soften the blow of his strikeout. Yeah, oh, that was that was generous. Everybody. That was generous. <laughs> that was generous. The bartender to be like, hey, yeah, man, you was, took a swing, uh, but it didn't work out real ouch, well for you.' Ouch, ouch. Yes. Uh, next up in the uh, Too Good for Radio podcast, we have a Am I the a hole? Yeah, and this one is interesting because here I give you the bell back. Okay. Disgusting, grimy, <laughs> gross. Bell. Oh my god. Yeah. Who did? Did someone yeah. have to take that survey and then do? Would you yeah. have sex with a bell after this? Um, this isn't so much is this person an a hole, but how quickly you think this person is an a hole. Okay. Okay. But is there is there a hidden context? We've had this kind of once before where you would immediately think. I think even last week. The guy who caught the puck and wouldn't give it to a kid, you thought immediately, a-hole, right. but he had a kid at home. Give it to me. This person is asking if she still needs, if she's wrong, that she doesn't, she no longer wants to call her mom, mom anymore. Okay. She wants to call her by her first name. I don't think that's ever acceptable. But tell me how quickly you think she might be an a-hole. All right. I'm already kind of there considering I she know. wanted to do this. Yeah, you're halfway there. Already. Yeah. My birth giver, Jody, no. had me at... <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I checked out, too. Yeah, and if you start my birth giver, <laughs> unless, unless it's an estranged mother that like right. was terrible and right. left you when you're three and now has come back into your life, then you can maybe have birth giver. But what did Jody do that was so bad? My birth giver, Jody, had me at 19... And there was some trauma related to my birth. I was the result of a fling, and apparently the birth was really hard. Parentheses, I was delivered via C-section. It's not that unusual. That, no. That happens. Did Jody stick around? Jody had postpartum de- depression till I was like four. We lived with my grandparents, and Grandma did most of my care from what I remember, which is obviously limited to what I've been told. Jody worked two jobs because my grandparents wanted rent plus child care. 
Jody always worked more than she cared for me. Don't get me wrong. She gave me everything. I can't even recall ever being told no. Uh, we did days out at the cinema or whatever we do. We'd go away on holidays. But she never felt like my mom, more like a friend. Okay. What's, what's so terrible? I met Bruce when I was 10, and his mom said I could call her mom, which I've been doing. And I stopped calling Jody mom since I was 13, so left 17 years now, or seven years now. I recently found out I'm pregnant, so Jody messaged me (laughs) saying, Can I call her mom again around the baby? But said, uh, uh, I'd given how long it's been since I've ever called her mom, it just feels wrong. She said, wow. she said, it's whatever, and she'd just be glad to have me. But her husband ripped into me, saying she's devastated. And I'm like, yeah, she sacrificed a lot. I'm thankful, <gasps> but, uh, but she had to. She got pregnant, and once again, she wasn't the one who would read stories to me or go to my school plays. Because she was working two jobs to give you stuff. She was more like a friend than my mom. I messaged Jody saying I didn't need the stress during my pregnancy. Stress of what? Jody just wants you to call mom around the grandkid. And she, and anyway, she has my brother to call her mom anyway. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a thing. You can't pass the buck. Be like, hey, one of these kids calls you mom, Jody. Be happy with it. Husband is actually on my mom's side, and some friends think I'm the a-hole. Yeah, because you are. I think I just can't control my feelings. And she had seven years to say something anyway. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I never, I, as many of these as I've read on Reddit, never within the first five words. My birth giver, Jody, had me Ow. at night. like, okay, A-hole. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> just, you are. Did you, <laughs> did you ever attempt to call your parents no. anything but? I mean, no. I like I said, I get it if it's a traumatic thing and they left you or whatever and they're right. just coming back in your life and you never really knew them. But Jody seemed to at least be around. Like, maybe Jody wasn't in charge of the day-to-day because she was working two jobs and doing everything else. But it doesn't seem like Jody abused this this girl in any way. No, it sounds like it was, you know, tough circumstances. She did whatever she could. I mean, even by by this dumb girl's own admission, she did whatever she could. Right. uh, Which was, you know, which was what it was. And Uh, I don't think, I don't think, I'm not a parent, never going to be. Maybe you can speak to this more because you are a parent, but I, but you don't have a kid hoping just one of them calls you dad. <laughs> right. Right? You don't like, well, the one didn't work out, so I'm going to have another one. Hope, hopefully this one sticks to mom and dad. Even parents who, you know, these crazy hippie parents who decide, hey, we're just going to let our kids call us by our first names because it's not. It's like, shut up. There's, there's, the there's got to be, sort of be some sort of hierarchy, right? I can't even imagine in a world, and my parents, God bless them, both are gone, but I can't imagine at any age... That I would call up, my dad would answer, and I would say, hey, Steve, what's going on? Right. No. No. He would, he would immediately go, uh, pardon me? How, how did you refer to your wife's parents? Was that ever discussed? <sighs> Boy, that's still, it, it's still hard for me. Like, I always said Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, they obviously said, oh, you can call me, you know, call me Walt, call me Gene, yeah. whatever. But it was still hard for me to do. Never said call me Pa. Call me dad. That's kind of come to the forefront more that I can if I'd like at yeah. this point because my parents are gone. Right. Um, but it still it it still seems awkward. Yeah, it, I know. It, it took a, it took a long time for me even to call them 
by the first, first name. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's it. hard for me to call my wife's dad by his first name. I still, you know, still Mr. Schultz. It, yeah. it's a, so, I, know. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just, mean, it's just odd. But yeah, never in a million years would I have called my called my dad parent, yeah. and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm golfing today. Who are you golfing with? Well, I'm golfing with uh, Wayne and Pat and Steve. Steve? Yeah, my dad, Steve, you know. Call him, just call him Steve Arino. Me even, and Steve. Even Steve. school teachers to this day. Oh, is that uh, yeah? When you when you see him outside of yeah. after, your, and and you realize how not far in age they were from you. You know, like you, yes. you, you suddenly realize, like, oh man, they're like eight years older than me or something. Yeah. They seem like they were, uh, you know, grown ups or something. And but still to this day, it's like, oh, hello, Mr. Shaheen, how you doing? You know. Yeah, that's always odd when you see them out and about. It, the minute I gr- the minute I graduated college. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy was one of my teachers. He was a, a theater teacher, and he teached in the communications department. And I graduated, uh, and I took some of the graduation money to a riverboat casino in the in the Quad Cities, and I ran into Mr. Kennedy. And I'm like, Mr. Kennedy, what are you doing? And he's like, you're no longer a student. Call me Mike. It just seemed weird. Like, no, not going to happen. It, not, it just, it just seemed weird to me. Not going to happen. Right, yeah. So that lady was uh, definitely an a-hole. Yeah. And speaking of a-holes, we'll, we'll, end, we'll end with this particular woman who tried to murder somebody. This, well, this is an interesting. Be in an interesting way. Yeah, this is, there's an interesting twist in here. You know, murder is pretty common. I mean, if we talked about every murder, gosh. Yeah, right. start... yeah exactly. It's got to be something really pops out for us yeah. to cover it here. You'd never have time preview. to listen to Joe Rogan if I mean, he went on and on about that. Well, plus there's other podcasts that are all about murders, and we don't want to take away from them. A jury has convicted Victoria Nasyarova of attempted murder, assault, and other charges. District attorney announced her sentence this week, nearly seven years after this incident, a ruthless and calculating con artist is going to prison for a long time, trying to murder her way to personal profit and gain, said the wow. district attorney. Thankfully, how, the how, victim survived. How'd she, how'd she try to off somebody? Uh, the New York Post reports that uh, uh, the judge delivered her sentence an extremely dangerous, she said, uh, an extremely dangerous and diabolical scheme. Um, Was she trying to murder another woman or a man? The... She bought a cheesecake. <laughs> okay. Uh, and took it over to her beautician's house, uh, Olga. The two were close in age. By the way, by the way, what kind of what, what kind of cuts does Olga do? <laughs> do you think, if you go to your beautician, right. Olga, what is, Olga's specifically just doing old women's hair, right? I think so. Yeah, you end up looking like Ben Franklin or something. Exactly. Called, she puts on a babushka on you before you walk out. Uh. She, the prosecutors say she poisoned her friend in order to steal her identity. It turns out that Nasyarova and Olga, very similar in age. <laughs> sounds and- like an old, I'm sorry. It sounds like a 70s tennis duo, duo doesn't it? Right. They were undefeated in women's doubles. Nasyarova and Olga. Uh, they were both close in age and apparently looked like each other. Okay, a little doppelganger situation. Both had right? dark hair, dark hair, same complexion, and other physical similar traits. Additionally, they were both Russian speakers. Um, Nasyarova ate two pieces of cheesecake and offered the third uh, over to Olga. Olga felt sick and went to lie down. She was violently vomiting, no. floating in and out of consciousness, terrified there was something seriously wrong with her. Olga said the last thing she remembered before passing out um, was seeing Nasyarova walking around her room. The next day, a friend of Olga discovered her unconscious in bed with pills scattered around her body as if she'd attempted to kill herself. Oh, a framing. Okay. Federal law enforcement agents tested the cheesecake like this is what they went through. 
<laughs> Can you imagine CSI shows up on the scene? You better test this cheek. <laughs> the results have come back. Uh, she had laced a slice of cheesecake with a deadly drug Yikes. so that she could steal her unsuspecting victim's most valuable possession, her identity. Holy poop. She wanted to be a beautician like Olga? This was not the first time Nasyarova had a brush with law or even poison. She's accused of killing her friend, Ala Alsenko, after stealing her life savings in Russia in 2014. Yikes! The following year, Interpol issued a red notice for Nasyarova, uh, a request for law enforcement to locate and arrest her. Private investigator. Uh, How'd she told- kill the first person? Cupcakes? Yeah. <laughs> um, one of them, uh, someone named Ruben Barukov, testified that Nasyarova had uh, drugged him during a date, after which he woke up with uh, $2,600 in unknown charges on his credit card and a missing watch. <laughs> uh, Don't offer a cigarette. Nasyarova said, I am not the killer. I am a woman. Only a woman. I look like a man, but I'm only a woman. <laughs> Um, so, but you yeah. did kill someone already. So, and I do want to see this movie now. It, it, they, they said, I do it, too. They said it's like a made-for-TV movie, and I, I want to. I, someone needs to make it. From the makers of Cocaine Bear comes Cheesecake Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what a and what a Russian thing to do, right? <laughs> to lace somebody's cheesecake. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're they're constantly do that. Isn't Putin constantly trying to poison all? Yeah, of oh his, yeah, all the, yeah, all this, that, yeah, that seems to be what Russians do. Is they they they're very good at slipping poison in things that you want to eat. I know in America, dessert and meal, but in Russia, dessert and you. <laughs> what a country. You want to eat the cupcake. Yes, you want it. You want it. Too much. Well, yeah, I want to see that movie. Let's I hope we too. get it. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So appreciate everyone tuning in. We didn't, we didn't do a, a one and she'll like it too. Oh my God, you're right. We went all this time with wow. the amount of sex talk yeah. in there and pickup jokes and everything else. You're right. We, yeah. did, we didn't make a single eugenics joke. Today. No, we didn't. No, we, we'll owe you two next week. Yeah, two next week. But once again, a big thank you to Chico's Monkey Farm, the finest monkey farm in lower northern Rhode Island. Appreciate them uh, becoming a sponsor of this program. And thank you for listening.